Welcome to the podcast of MotorWeek, television's original automotive magazine. MotorWeek is made possible by Cars.com. Here's your MotorWeek podcast host, John Davis. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to MotorWeek's 28th podcast, and this is the special holiday edition coming to you from our MotorWeek Studio C. And joining me around our table today is writer Shamit Choksi. Happy holidays, John. And road test producer Brian Robinson. Hello. And associate producer Ben Davis. Jingle all the way. <laughs> and away we go. On uh, our podcast this round, we're going to have our lightning round, and we'll also take a look at our MotorWeek mailbag, as we usually do. But first, we're going to begin with the most recent and really the first uh, auto show of the international season for 2010, even though it happened late in 2009. That's the Los Angeles Auto Show. And uh, Shamit Choksi and I are uh, pretty much just back from that. So, Shamit, let me start with you. Kind of sum up the show, what you thought about it. Now, this show usually is a harbinger of, of what uh, Detroit and Chicago and New York is going to be, and it's usually very green. Uh, did it live up to its billing? I don't know if it was uh, – this, uh, this is what I'm taking away from it. I, I don't know if there was a particular theme here. I didn't walk away with any particular one thing that jumped out at that me. That the manufacturers were kind of like working on. Yeah. I mean, it, it was green. Uh, from what I understand, there were about 50 new green uh, – uh, unveilings. I mean, that. I guess that depends on your shade of green, but okay. Uh, that's right. Different degrees of green. Um, overall, but there were there. You and I have been talking about this since right. we got back, and I, I feel like there are three or four things that jump out at us For uh, on different levels. I mean, um, uh, most ironically, Infinity, which wasn't really even at the show. Um, it was off off site, but they uh, they showed their new Infinity M car. An important car for them. An important car for them. Uh, Newly styled, 420 horsepower engine. Uh, I. Uh, but we had our. We just we saw the car in Tokyo as well. That as, was, the, as the Fuga. As the Fuga. Fuga that's right. where they introduced us. And, and from the, I did not actually see the car. You did, but it doesn't. It looks like it's pretty much the same car that we saw in Tokyo. Same car. Okay. You wouldn't really know the difference, but. Um, Impressive, nonetheless. And Jaguar, uh, they were at the show, but they also their big event actually was offsite. So it was in that aspect, it was very Hollywoodish, I guess. It was. They had these sort of soirees that were not right. at the cen at the convention center, and uh, yeah, it's very LA of them. Now, f when it comes to concepts, which we all like to write about. Um, there weren't that many, but there were two, right? There were two. There were two that I think caught our eye the most. Uh, one was uh, the, the more practical of the two was the, the Volkswagen Uplight. Now, this is the latest in a series of concepts they've done. This is called the Light. And it was unusual because it actually looked like a real car. It was a four-seater, and it looked like it's a diesel hybrid. Yeah, I think this has the best shot of actually being a production car. Uh, they're and, climbing 70 miles to the gallon. With yeah, this which thing. actually I thought was kind of small, low because it's not that big a car. And VW has said they will build a light here or sell a light here, but we don't know which one. But the other was uh, Curious. Yeah, the other one was uh, known as the, the Peanut, the Honda Peanut. Um, I bet uh, you, do you remember what it stands for? Yeah, it stands for, uh, let me think about this for a second. It's like, it's uh, personal, personal Neo Urban Transport. Okay. Um, they had to work hard for that one. Yeah, they did. Which Now, this car is more like uh, a look into the future. It's a three-seater city car. Who knows if it'll really be... Pretty aggressive looking. Cool looking. It looks, yeah. it looks like something out of, you know, um, uh, nothing... 
Blade yeah. yeah, Blade Runner is a good, uh, That's a good, Runner good the example. Yep. The show is supposed to be like the uh, coming out party for the new GM. They made a lot of uh, noise right in the week before the show showing the new Cadillac CTS Coupe, which would be unveiled to the public at the show, and the new Buick Regal, which is uh, basically a, a redone Opal. And uh, uh, yet they, they get there, and of course the night before the opening ceremonies, their president is removed, or CEO is removed from his position. So that kind of grabbed all the headlines. So it in a way, it really did take yeah. the sizzle. I mean, they did make some important announcements. They showed the uh, Cobalt as well, and they also announced that the Volt uh, – We'll go on sale as scheduled at the end of 2010 in one of the first markets. Surprise, surprise, it will be sold in will be California. California, right. Uh, so that makes sense. But beyond that, there were a couple of cars, I think, that um, are important that maybe didn't get as much play. One of them was the new Hyundai Sonata. Uh, all new for 2011. Uh, a slight looks bigger. I, it, it's a little bigger. Still midsize. More of a direct uh, rival to Camry and Accord, but beautiful. Sleeker looking oh, for sure. Just yeah. really expensive looking. Um, powered by a 200 horse direct injection. Yeah. four. So, did a very uh, very nice job. Yep. Uh, we all got uh, those of us that had have a draw, chance to actually get very close to a Fiesta. One of our staff did before, but uh, I hadn't. They, the European Fiesta was there in all of its glory because Ford's going to be selling uh, the heck out of those uh, in the upcoming year. Um, what else? There was a. a there was a. a I mean, th- this has been shown before, but I'm a big fan of the. The R8, if we're going to talk supercars, and they, they well, showed we, one which was uh, with the top off. And but they, it wasn't very green. <laughs> no, not green at all. But I mean, that beautiful. was the thing. It was beautiful. I thought there was less green at this show than I expected. Well, speaking of green, it was kind of a weird thing too. The, the you know they do the green car unveiling every right. year. This was like the fifth one, and their selection this year kind of um, baffled me a little bit. Um, they picked the A3 TDI. And they picked the Volkswagen TDI, Jetta TDI right. last year. So it was almost like picking the same vehicle uh, in a sea of, uh, you know, uh, amongst other green cars that seem to may have deserved it uh, a little bit more. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, I'm just like, what, what would be your. Uh, I don't see how you can Prius ignore or? the Toyota Prius, yeah. the third generation yeah. Prius at 50 yeah. miles per gallon. And, and after our test, I mean, it really gets it. Right. I think they gave it the Tahoe hybrid one year, too. The, the first did. year. Yeah, the very yeah, first year. And that, that was actually pretty controversial. Yeah. I remember a lot of people arguing that. Um, we should correct uh, a rumor that's gone around. Uh, the Dodge Viper according to Chrysler, will not end its run in 2011. The car that we now know as the Viper has one more year, and they showed a slightly updated version of that in L.A. But they're sort of claiming there's going to be something after Viper that will probably still have the Viper name, which I thought was very interesting, and that's generally not been reported. Uh, New Toyota Siennas, Toyota showing life. There's still some life in minivans. Right. And um, that uh, was, was pretty a, much it. Yeah, I mean, so it was a good show, but not rock, not something that just blew you away. Good, good show. Um, yeah, and again, just I there was I didn't find an underlying theme here, right. um, which you usually do out there, but uh, it is good. We saw some good stuff. We're going to talk about another vehicle, which I had a chance to drive, I guess, earlier this year, and most of you have now had a, you've all had a chance to drive it in the last couple of weeks. And that is the Lincoln MKT. Now, let me set this up. This is uh, Lincoln's latest shot at rejuvenating itself. 
Um, the MKS sedan was very well received during the summer. Here comes the MKT. This is a large crossover utility. It is based on the Ford Flex. Uh, it has the uh, the one we had had the uprated uh, Echo Boost twin turbo Ford engine V6 that everybody's uh, talking about. With that said, uh, Ben and Brian, who wants to start? MKT, your impressions. I'll start. Good setup. Let me spike it over the net. The uh, I was pretty amazed by the uh, 50s Art Deco kind of kitchen appliance look to it. In, in a Inside good way. or in outside? A good outside? Outside. Okay. Well, actually, that grill goes back to the 1930s. It's the it's the Zephyr classic Zephyr grill. From Lincoln in the I 1930s. Think you stayed there. It, yeah, well, <laughs> I got a lot. It was of about half as big then as it is now. You I, got compliments. I got tons of compliments. Compliments. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, I thought it looked like a I, train. I'm talking traffic light compliments. Really? Wind your window down. What is that kind of? No kidding. Yeah. So people really thought it was cool looking. Well, it has a certain beauty to it, really, and it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't fit the mold of everything else out there on the street. It's truly unique onto itself. That is true. And that's that's refreshing in this day and age. I thought. Yeah, I can't say I was impressed with the styling as uh, Ben was, uh, <laughs> but uh, having driven it, uh, you know, at the track and for a road test, it uh, it was pretty impressive. I mean, it's fast. That uh, EcoBoost V6. Yeah, it's pretty fast. Thing handles really well. Uh, feels you know car like, just like a big car, basically more so than an SUV. Uh, the one we had in though, uh, I guess a lot of features, but it was. Uh, Way over fifty thousand. So, well, yeah, they're not, not cheap. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure what That's, it offers that you. It, you know. it had a lot of stuff standard. I mean, in, to, in its defense, and, and I have to tell you, I ended up liking it more than I liked it the first time I drove it. Drove it and more than I was prepared to. But like that huge panoramic sunroof, even though it was fixed, that's standard. And that's pretty unusual for that class. So the self park was a mind blower too. You how, know, how did it work? I didn't actually try it. It's phenomenal. Really? It's foolproof. It it's it uses infrared instead of radar, and it is by far the easiest to use self park system that I've ever tried. Mm. I mean, I got it on the first try. Oh, it, it it throws itself into spots you wouldn't even try. Yeah. Well, Lincoln's really trying to charge back, and I think it's happening. They are. I, I guess my my humble opinion is is that the styling is certainly a matter of taste, and I still don't think their interiors are up to even the best at uh, GM right now. But, I mean, they, it's definitely a big step back from where they were. They were very far down. Uh, but, man, that, that front end is... I like it. I like it. <laughs> there you go. See, it was very luxurious inside. Yeah, I thought it was. It wasn't super roomy, but uh, I thought it was very luxurious. Now the second row seat, though, has that has all that leg room that a uh, flex has mm-hmm. got. So yeah. I thought it was pretty good. And the carryover and fridge the, and the carryover freezer yeah. and, or for refrigerator. So anyway, I think we all were uh, found more positive to like about it probably than we expected, and that's good marks for a brand that, uh, frankly, most people th- had written off. Uh, Kudos for looking so much different than a Flex, too. Yeah, it is, it is certainly not a clone of the Flex. Okay, we're going to turn now to our lightning round. Now, this is a situation where we have two minutes to uh, talk about or debate, as the case may be, uh, a topic. And at the end of that two minutes, our, our producer, Michelle Parker, will do this. And that means uh, that we should uh, be quiet in the next millennium uh, after she's done that. Okay, everybody ready? 
Here we go. The most important event in 2009 for the automotive industry clearly was the Chrysler and General Motors bankruptcies. Now, this time last year, the outlook for the auto industry was pretty bleak. What do you think the outlook is now as we head into 2010 with these companies now out of bankruptcy and supposedly getting back to health? Who would like to start? I, mean, I think it's still a cautious outlook. Uh, you know, it's only been a year. What happened last year turned everything over on its head and to say it's all you know going to flip and head upward now i think that's being a little presumptuous i think that you know it's it's probably going to find its way just like the housing industry and just like everything else but uh, i think it still has a, a long way to go but we went from 16 million units to it's going to be a little over 10 for the end of this year that is an amazing drop it is and do you think we'll see not to put you on the spot because I know you're not an analyst, but do you, your gut feel f- f- says we're going to do a lot better than that this mm. year, coming year? No. Well, yeah. I can guess just yeah. like a, any like other everybody else would. Yeah, right. uh, I think it would go up a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. There's not going to be a huge gains, which is you know probably a good thing. Right. I think it's probably going to be – if we get to $11 million, I think we'll be very fortunate. I don't think it will Well, that's do an that. uptrend. That's what you're looking yeah. for at this point. The uh, Ben, any comments? I mean, my gosh, you certainly – drive everything yeah that's for sure i i think it's i think it's a good it's a good uh, good drive in the right direction i believe there's probably going to be a little more uh slimming down of the uh model lineups for maybe um both chrysler and gm before it's all over but um i have a good feeling this time next year will be um be in a better position i think that's probably a safe bet you know what can do whether gm will continue to see its market share erode whether ford will be the top brand where you know besting toyota as a lot of people think uh all of that's possible but uh i think we've seen the worst of it yes 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 i hear you i hear you i'm not deaf all right moving on um where it's now turned to our motor week mailbag and this is a special question gentlemen that involves the season. So uh, put your little pointy uh, hats on, uh, and here we go. Uh, this <laughs> is from done. Mr. S. Claus uh, of North Pole, I guess Alaska. He didn't uh, write down a, a, a state. And he asked, I currently own a vehicle that's powered by, should this be? This is eight reindeer. What new car or truck, I think this is a fix, would you recommend that would get me around the world in one night, handle well in wintry conditions, and have enough cargo room for a large number of gifts <laughs> and maybe even a few elves? Mm. All right. I, I, I guess a Ford Transit Connect would not quite work, right? Maybe no. a 747. A 747. <laughs> I don't think uh, eight reindeer is the way to go. I would go with a uh, six reindeer supercharged. Uh, twin turbo or supercharged. Okay. Audi S4 with uh, Blizzax on it. And, you know, that's yeah. actually that's a good idea. I'm not helping that guy. I'm still P.O.D. He didn't bring me this $6 million man dial back when I was <laughs> 10 years old. I'm not helping that guy out at all. <laughs> well, to all of our listeners and to everyone that watches us on Motor Week, may you all have a merry 
merry, merry holiday season. And I hope the, uh, the big guy uh, brings you everything that you could possibly want and good health, too. And that wraps up uh, this Motor Week podcast. I want to give a special thanks and holiday greetings to Jim Bigwood, who's our audio engineer, our podcast producer, Bob Mixter, and, of course, to our intrepid producer, Michelle Parker. Thank you all. And for all of us at Motor Week, we'll see you here for our next Motor Week podcast and watch us on Motor Week on local public television stations everywhere. You have been listening to the podcast of Motor Week, television's original automotive magazine. Motor Week is made possible by Cars.com. For additional information on podcasts, videos, and showtimes, visit our website at MotorWeek.org. And watch Motor Week, television's longest-running automotive magazine series, each week on your local PBS station.